Hello everyone and welcome to this podcast as part of our series The Future of Investing powered by Vazirx India's largest crypto exchange. While volatility isn't new to crypto, the last month or so has seen crypto again make news for high volatility and this has certainly spooked some investors. But the more important questions to ask are is this the worst drop ever? And if there have been other drops, what is the overall trend? That's what uh, smart investors look at, and that's a, those are some of the questions that we should be asking today. And to help us answer those questions, we have Mr. Raj Gopal Menon, Vice President Marketing at Vazirx, with us. Welcome, Raj Gopal, to this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, 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 Raj Gopal, uh, we are going to be talking today about you know this entire trend of crypto prices uh, crashing, and what should uh, crypto investors do? And as we start, as somebody who's uh, part of the senior leadership at uh, India's largest and uh, most trusted uh, crypto exchange, what would you make of the current uh, market uh, scenario? Especially, I think uh, one of the key uh, trends or rather one of the key uh, happenings was what, what happened to Luna Terra. I think that really spooked uh, a lot of people as compared to some of the regular volatility that you see in uh, Bitcoin, uh, etc. So what do you make of this overall situation right now? And then we'll come to the larger questions of what should crypto investors do? Um, so uh, uh, the markets have been a little down uh, since the beginning of the year, uh, you know, uh, and this is true for all global markets, whether it's the S&P, uh, whether it is NASDAQ, whether it's BSE or NSE, markets have been a little weak. Now, this is due to a variety of factors. One is in the last decade has seen uh, an unprecedented amount of, uh, uh, you know, money printing by governments across the world. You know, maybe it was COVID, maybe it was, uh, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, now, the party is slowly winding down. Uh, and what is happening is that central banks uh, are realizing that uh, inflation is uh, going up and at a fairly rapid clip. So what they're doing is that they're increasing interest rates. Um, so this is affecting markets all over the world and crypto is no exception. Um, so uh, which is what we've, which is why we've seen markets a little depressed. Now, as you mentioned, uh, you had uh, the, uh, the depressed markets, you had the war in Europe, uh, and then last month you had the Luna fiasco. So to touch upon that, uh, you know, very, very briefly and at a very uh, top, you know, a bird's eye view is that you had, uh, you know, a currency, uh, which is a stable coin uh, given out by Terra, uh, Terra Labs. And that was tied to a uh, stated that was tied to another cryptocurrency called Luna. Now, this is so typically stable stable coins are of two types. One is they are pegged to a real world asset. It you know it could be a US dollar, it could be oil, uh, whatever, or they could be algorithmic. So the Terra or the Luna coin, or the Terra Labs coin, uh, you know, uh, or the UST was an algorithmic stable coin. That was that means it is uh, to an algorithm it is pegged to another stable currency, which is called Luna. Now, what happens is that if there is a run on either one, it affects the currency. And that is exactly what happened, similar to what happened when George Soros, uh, you know, raided the Bank of England. There was a run on the currency and the peg got depegged, to put it very simplistically. Uh, and as a result of it, uh, you know, it lost 99.5, of its value and it completely collapsed. So that in a nutshell is what happened. Uh, you know, there are rumors that there was a concerted uh, activity amongst, uh, you know, two or three big uh, global financial giants. We won't get into that. But the fact of the matter is that there was a run uh, 
and the current and uh, the algorithm uh, collapsed the stablecoin collapsed leaving uh, uh, you know wiping about wiping out about 45 billion dollars of uh, market capitalization in a matter of uh, a couple of days so that in a nutshell is what has happened uh, in, in uh, you know the luna fiasco but you know uh, certainly crypto volatility isn't uh, anything new right so can you tell us a little bit now as as you worked at wazirex uh, and have been part of this industry can you tell us a little bit about historical dips and comebacks and how should we really see progress as we sort of zoom out of the dip because if you if you look at it today it seems like a very sharp dip and there's luna terra uh, which is huge numbers uh, but when you look at it from an overall long term perspective uh, how do you see it and how should crypto investors uh, really see it so one thing you have to understand is that um, unlike other financial markets crypto is a you know 24/7 market there are there it never shuts down and it's on 365 days a year uh, so unlike the bse and the nse which is shut on sa- saturdays and sundays uh, sundays i think uh, the crypto markets are always working and there is there, and there is always some news somewhere in the world that could trigger something while you are asleep or while half the world is sleeping someone gets this uh, you know information really ahead and decides to act on it and after all information is power which is what makes crypto uh, cryptocurrency is very very volatile that is one factor of this volatility the second factor is that we are still in its you know this this entire sector is still in its infancy so bitcoin for that matter is only 12 years old uh, you know stock markets have been around for you know the last 80 100 years so this is a new market uh, you know there is a lot of people are just understanding what what it entails the third uh, factor for volatility is that it is not as deep as other financial markets so you have a lot of uh, you know uh, uh, hnis and you know select players in the last decade that were really invested into crypto, into crypto now starting 2021 22 what you're seeing is that a lot of institutions are getting into crypto in a big way so you have companies like microstrategy you have like uh, you know michael seller who's one of who's a very big uh, evangelist uh, you have uh, a, a lot of uh, you know big big financial institutions getting into crypto in a big way so in the long term what you will see is that when deep pockets come into crypto the volatility is bound to go down um so in a nutshell if the markets were volatile in the past they are likely to be less volatile in the future and uh, historically speaking bitcoin has seen losses of 50 60% and has always rebounded and the interesting thing about bitcoin is that the the highest point of bitcoin in a year becomes the new low in the next in the next bull cycle so for example uh, you know say bitcoin touched uh, bitcoin touched uh, 67000 and now it it went down to $25000 now $25000 was the last high which we saw in the last bull cycle so now that has become the new low so what you're seeing is that you're seeing new you know the highs become the lows in the next bull cycle if i could uh, explain myself very very briefly so what you're looking at uh, in a nutshell is that uh, most people believe that bitcoin is uh, on an upward trajectory why why is that that is because there is a fixed amount of bitcoin it's only at 21 million the inflation schedule of bitcoin is known for to everybody and and it's a function of demand and supply so 
we are we are always hoping and assuming that more and more people will get uh, you know uh, understand bitcoin and will start buying bitcoin and right now you could say that there are about 100 million people who are invested into crypto and there are 7.2 billion people on the planet so you can see the the scope of growth you know if if i was to if i was to paint a maxi maximalist picture for it so in a nutshell volatility has been there but the overall and overarching trend uh, for most cryptocurrencies for the for the most blue blooded one of them are are always on the upward trend but having said that uh, you know our viewer viewers should understand that there are about not 20000 cryptocurrencies in the world at this point of time uh, you know and most of them in fact 99% of them are experiments uh, you know they are like startups like uh, you know they are all startups and you know the rule of startups 99% of them fail so uh, you one must get into the market into the crypto markets fully understanding the risks involved the volatility the experimental startup like mentality where most experiments will fail uh, and do your research properly and then get in and invest money that you are only willing to lose absolutely i, I think uh, you uh, you really what uh, is a picture that that looks at a much larger canvas there right and when we look at a much larger canvas the picture is often uh, very different now you know you you spoke about doing your own research So, how exactly would that work for most uh, uh, crypto investors? Because uh, today there is there is panic mode. So, how should investors go about, uh, let's say, investing today when it comes to their own research? And why is really intent so important uh, when it comes to investing, understanding what uh, and knowing what intent is, and therefore understanding this. So. Uh- research is fundamentally very important because what we've realized uh, you know is that people get in uh, you know hearing a lot of stuff so you hear about bitcoin and you hear the crazy returns that bitcoin has given you uh, and what happens at the first bear market or the first you know big fall people panic but you have to understand that as i mentioned earlier that bitcoin on an average loses 50% of its uh, of its highs uh, you know during every during every bear cycle um so be cognizant of that now doing research also means reading a lot so michael seller has said that you know you have to read uh, you have to read and watch youtube videos because that is the biggest way that is the new way of learning uh, about cryptocurrency uh, you have to watch you know 100 hours of content or read 100 hours of study to understand what bitcoin is really about so you have to put in that effort to understand the underlying technology of what the sector does that is the most critical thing now coming back to uh, you know this uh, period of time uh, specifically in india we are in a period of uh, as my ceo nishal shetty mentioned uh, in another interview some time ago that this is a period of some pain uh you know this is like crypto winter like you know uh, from lot of the uh, from the, you know the winter is coming it's literally that it's the crypto winter is coming because in the 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 crypto sector in india it's not all rosy you have uh, taxes coming in you have a belligerent rbi uh, and uh, you have uh, banks not cooperating with cryptocurrencies uh, exchanges so you have uh, multiple problems that are happening in india so that you know that is that is one factor that you have to consider now if you've decided to get into uh, crypto and you say that okay fine out of every 100 rupees that you have to invest you're going to say put 5% of your investable uh, corpus into crypto that is a good idea secondly what you should always do is uh, you know sip it or it's called dollar cost averaging in the crypto markets so if you've decided to say invest 5% of your corpus spread it out over a period of year uh, you know invest only a particular amount of that every week or every month uh, and uh, 
you know, the time horizon is really important. So don't look at crypto as in, you know, what is whether you're going to sell it off, uh, you know, the next, you know, in the next three months, look at it as the next three years to five years. Uh, invest only in blue chips and uh, you invest systematically over a period of time and you'll be surprised what crypto can do for you. In fact, if you've uh, invested in Bitcoin over three years, no investor has lost money, provided you remained invested and you've kept investing, uh, uh, you know, averaging your uh, investment over a three-year period. So no one has lost money, but you need to have a long-term horizon in mind. Uh, the rules of investment don't change anywhere, you know, uh, be, be uh, you know, as Warren Buffet said, said you know, when, uh, when people are panicking, uh, you know, you should be a little brave. Absolutely. When people are panicking, you should be a little brave. And uh, all these things, right, this is true of any asset class, right? It's uh, hold it for the long term, uh, diversify, uh, do your own research. I think this is absolutely true of every asset class in crypto is just another asset class. Uh, I wanted to uh, quickly also uh, ask you, in terms of, you know, you, you mentioned that over 99% of uh, cryptocurrencies out there are experiments. And that perhaps is, is an issue, right? One of the issues is with these meme coins, etc. And the scams that happen around them. So how do people really protect themselves to ensure that, uh, you know, that they are focused on the, on the blue chips, uh, as it were, as, as you said? So there are, as I mentioned, 20,000, 19, 20,000 cryptocurrencies in the world at this point of time. Uh, on Wazirx, for example, you have 200 plus coins. And this, these coins are done, uh, we list coins after, you know, there's a, after a lot of due diligence. There's a listing committee that goes into it, studies the coins, uh, figures whether the, the, plan, the founders are good, there is a business plan behind it, and so on and so forth. Uh, plus, we make me ensure that, you know, this, this coin has been listed on, uh, other major exchanges. So what happens is that those guys have also done similar research. It's like you know when you when you uh, buying apply for a credit card, they first check if you have uh, if you have another credit card. That means the other company has also done uh, research on your credit worthiness. So similar to that, that so we list coins that we think are safe. But uh, coming back to your original question, the the twenty thousand odd cryptocurrencies that are out there cannot be bought randomly from any you know any exchange. Uh, most of them, you have a chunk of them that should be available on exchanges across the world. But uh, to actually invest in the next big coin or to invest in the next big multi-bagger, you have to go through DEXs. These, these are called decentralized uh, you know, exchanges. And that is a learning by itself. But the simple rules of investing, as you said, you know, earlier uh, apply. So, you know, just make sure if you are getting into crypto, uh, you know, for beginners, stick to the blue chips. There are the top 10 coins that have been around for a long time. Stick to them. Uh, you know, you listen to what the experts are saying, uh, but don't listen to influencers. Crypto influencers are a very, uh, you know, flaky bunch. Uh, uh, you know, listen to genuine investors. Look at what people are doing. Uh, good investors are doing. Invest in tried and tested, uh, you know, battle-tested uh, cryptocurrencies. That should help a lot. Those are the two or three things that you need to do. You know, don't go about looking for, uh, you know, coins that have not been listed by major exchanges because, uh, you know, they are just like penny stocks. Uh, you know, quite often than not, uh, they are looking for the next sucker, uh, you know, and uh, and you never are in time to get the right information at the right time. So the same rules of penny stock apply to coins as well. Uh, blue, you know, blue-blooded coins, blue-blooded, uh, you know, the the oldest gold in when it comes to cryptocurrency exchanges. By the way, this is not, none of this is financial advice. This is all educational information as a person working for a cryptocurrency exchange, I'm not allowed to give you uh, financial advice. So please do your own research uh, as, uh, you know, uh, 
and figure out what is best for you according to your risk profile. So I also wanted to quickly uh, end with asking you about the larger, uh, some larger questions around uh, uh, crypto. Right? We we dealt uh, with what happened, what investors should do, and and as you so uh, so well uh, put, right? It's so important to hold for the long term. It's so important to diversify. It's important to do your own research. Don't fall for scams. Um, no, I mean, and again, much of these again go back to do your own uh, research. But one of the issues that some critics say is that crypto is is not really stable, right? So how would you answer that? Has crypto uh, provided stability? Because you know volatility is not uh, stability, right? They, those are uh, two uh, very different things. And how is that a measure of crypto not being a fad as such? No, it depends upon uh, how you measure volatility and what you call volatile and what you call stable. Uh, Netflix has lost seventy five percent of its market cap in the last, I think, three or four months. Netflix is you can't get more blue blooded than Netflix, right? All of us use Netflix, uh, and it is uh, you know the poster boy for the next generation entertainment. Uh, uh, so uh, you know falls happen and rapid falls happen. Um, it depends upon whether you have the appetite or the stomach for such volatility. Uh, and uh, also, we have to remember that we are living in interesting times. You know, according to the Chinese proverb, uh, you know, uh, peace and tranquility, uh, you know, are not the times when innovation happens. You know, most innovation happens during troubled times. So uh, during volatile times, and that is what this is. This is a new, uh, uh, you know, uh, financial instrument. This is a new commodity. Depending upon what lens you're looking at it, um, so it is not meant for everybody. You know, I wouldn't ask my father who is uh, 75 plus and you know living happily on his own pension to invest in crypto. Yes, he should know about crypto. He should understand what crypto is. But this is not a, an asset class for him. You know, but if you are a young professional who is just early setting out on his career, this is something that you could look at, provided again you can stomach the volatility. And volatility can be your friend. You know, if you are dollar cost averaging, if you are systematically investing, your cost averages out. And in the long run, uh, if you want to send your child to really very expensive uh, education, uh, you know, schools and colleges, this could be one stepping stone that could help you achieve that. Um, so. Yes, volatility is not all that bad. This is a new sector and understand the risks before you get into it. You know, uh, recently, uh, crypto was again in the news uh, with some, uh, uh, with I think uh, Christine Lagarde mentioning uh, that crypto is, isn't really uh, based on uh, anything solid. Uh, how I, I want to ask you what, what you say to uh, people like that, right? How do you, how do you answer people like that? And how, how do you look at it again? From a whole ecosystem perspective, when you look at market caps, when you look at uh, developer and startup uh, activity, when you look at the fact that, you know, as you said, in the last few years, if you were investing in crypto and you kept investing regularly, you wouldn't have really lost money. And this, you know, massively rising use cases for crypto and blockchain. How do you look at uh, uh, all of this vis-a-vis uh, what sometimes some, some regulators tend to say? Um, so it's a very interesting thing that Christine Lagarde said. She said that there's no intrinsic value. And that is a that is a line that is parroted out by a lot of regulators. But money is what society has agreed has got value, right? Now, none of our none of none of the fiat uh, currencies in the world are pegged to the gold standard. So till 1970, till the 1970s, they were all pegged to gold, right? That is what gave value to currencies. Now, after 1970s, none of the crypto none of the uh, fiat currencies have any underlying value. So I could turn around and ask Christian Lagarde that, you know, uh, what gives the Mona Lisa value, right? 
uh, what gives an MF Hussein painting value? People have agreed, society in general has agreed that this is a work of art and this is worth something. Uh, and it is very, very valuable. Similarly, 100 million people in the world have said that Bitcoin has got value and it is actually, uh, you know, a lot of people are buying into Bitcoin. So it depends upon the cap that you're wearing or the hat that you're wearing. Uh, but if I would urge a lot of users to look uh, or our viewers to look at the underlying technology, uh, you know, of, of cryptocurrencies. Now, if you look at the history of financial innovation, in my opinion, there have been three major innovations in the world of finance. One was the, uh, you know, one was double entry bookkeeping, which was propagated by the Medici's, you know, a, a, you know, an, an old Florentine family. They were the first banking family in Europe. In fact, they controlled a whole host of, uh, uh, you know, the largest banking family in Europe. And, you know, they, they gave birth to the golden uh, age of the Renaissance because they funded a lot of those projects. The second biggest innovation, according to me, was actually issuance of shares by the British East India Company. So imagine someone had to go to, you know, every single house in England rural England and convince them that, you know, there is this concept, there is this place called India where, you know, we are going to trade with and, you know, we need money uh, to send ships out there. So that was the second biggest uh, innovation, issuance of shares. Third, in my opinion, is blockchain. And why is blockchain so fundamental? Because blockchain is trustless. Blockchain is permissionless. You don't need to, you don't need a central authority. You don't need a bank for you to do transactions, for you to get insurance, for you to get loans, for you to transfer value. Now, sitting today, you can transfer money from America to Timbuktu uh, in a fraction of a second and a fraction of a cost. Now, this is truly world-changing and it can affect positively the world's poorest because they are unbanked, right? Till five years ago, uh, you know, until the Modi government came in and launched the Jandan Mudra scheme, 500 million Indians didn't have access to banks. So crypto can act in, and imagine if you have a, a crypto stack on top of the Aadhaar stack or on top of the, you know, jam Trinity, it can actually change a lot of lives of a lot of Indians, microfinancing, chit funds, NFTs can empower rural India, you know, Kanchipuram, uh, you know, handlooms can get a tremendous boost through NFTs. So the technology is here to stay. You know, you can say that uh, this is a this is a scam. This is no value in it. But the te underlying technology, no one is denying that it's truly path breaking. And it is on how you use the technology. You know, fire. No one knew what fire was. No one knew what you know what internet could do when it was first discovered. And that is what we think uh, crypto is. You know, it is in the early stages of what the internet was in 1990s. We don't have. We haven't yet understood the power of crypto so far. Yes, Raj Gopal, I think that's a great uh, line to end it on. We haven't understood the power and perhaps the potential of crypto so far, and there's a long way to go. Thank you so much uh, for taking us today uh, through this uh, journey in terms of what happened, what has gone wrong in recent times, how we should take a long-term uh, perspective, and also bringing us a perspective of what is possible with uh, uh, crypto. So viewers, that was uh, Raj Gopal Menon, Vice President Marketing at Wazirx on Crypto Prices Down. What should crypto investors do? Uh, once again, uh, caveat, uh, this is not financial advice. Uh, please be careful before uh, investing in any asset class and crypto is just another asset class. Please do your own research uh, and understand what it's all about uh, before investing. Thank you so much for listening in on this YouTube Prime. Uh,